Today's sentence coming to us again from Romeo and Juliet. You all set, Will? All set back there? Okay. All right. Let's take a look at today's sentence. Love is a smoke made with the fume of sighs, being purged, a fire sparkling in lovers' eyes, being vexed, a sea nourished with loving tears. All right. So even though this is three lines of poetry, it's not, it doesn't have a lot of main parts. And we've seen our other sentences like this as well since we started looking at Romeo and Juliet. So prepositional phrases, with the fume of sighs, in lover's eyes, with loving tears. All of those things are prep phrases. We have a verb, a linking verb, is, who or what is, love is, love is who or what, smoke is the predicate nominative. So that's all correct. Uh, Brandon asked me if there's passive voice here. There's not technically passive voice, but there is a passive construction because we have this is made situation and who is doing the action, well, it's not clear. So it's not technically passive voice because made is describing smoke, but it is what we would call a passive construction. Sometimes Grammarly will tell that to you. It will say you have a passive construction and uh, it, it can be difficult to fix. How do we fix passive voice? This is a review from last time. How do we pick? How do we fix it? You make it so that the uh, grammatical subject is not. Um, you make it so that the grammatical subject is doing the action. Excellent. You make it so the grammatical subject is doing the verb's action. Exactly. All right. Now, also in this sentence, we have being purged and being vexed. These both look like verbs but they're not verbs. They don't take subjects, and it's because of the word being. Being is an ing verb, right? What do ing verbs need to take a subject? Yep. They need a helping verb. So if it was is being, pur uh, is being purged or are being vexed, then we could have a subject, but because there is no helping verb, there is no subject for either of these cases. And there's no subject for sparkling either for the same reason, right? Sparkling can be a verb, but it would need to have a helping verb most of the time. All right, so how many clauses did we have in this sentence? One, just one, one independent clause. Every sentence has an independent clause, guys, every sentence. On the last quiz uh, for one of the sentences, I, I asked how many independent clauses are there, and a bunch of people told me none. None can't be the answer. There's at least one, maybe more. This sentence has only one. We have these semicolons here in this sentence. What are the semicolons doing? Um, they, are, they do happen to be at the line breaks, but they don't need to be there because there's a line break. Yep, Nick? Change ideas? What do you mean? Like change subjects. No, it doesn't. It only has one subject, so it's not changing subjects, right? It's only got one. What do we think the semicolons are doing, Jim? Uh, I think it's like uh, the love is the subject, and they are basically just um, separating all the object, objects. You're right. It is separating. It's separating descriptive details from the independent clause. That's all they're doing, okay? So they're basically acting like commas, but it's a little bit of a stronger pause. 
right? This sentence is giving us a metaphor for love, right? Love is a smoke. That's a metaphor. And the metaphor continues, made with a fume of sighs, being purged of fire, sparkling in lovers' eyes. That's continuing the metaphor, saying love is a smoke. Love is a fire. fire. But being vexed, what does vexed mean? Vexed is angry or upset or irritated, right? Being vexed, a sea nourished with loving tears, right? So in other words, love is a smoke, love is a fire. Sometimes love is a sea, right? Love is either something that, that burns hot or drowns you. That's our images of love being given to us here. What does my notation here mean with my symbols in the parentheses? Correct. Act 1, scene 1, line 197 to 199. Questions about today's sentence? Yes. 